Hello, and thank you for joining us on Healing from Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, Reiki master and medium, and have just released the newest book in the trilogy, A New Life Awaits, Spirit-Guided Insights to Support Global Awakening, which shares a higher awareness of our true soul nature, as well as our human qualities that are the basis of all our choices, as we learn more about who we are and how we do have the personal power to transcend emotions and challenges and to achieve peace and well-being. In other words, we are much more than we appear to be, and learning that is the key to opening our heart and mind to infinite possibilities for happiness here and beyond. I am most delighted to welcome David Kachiri, author of an international bestseller book that offers ways to find emotional and spiritual intelligence for a happy, fulfilling life. And the book is called Becoming a Son. Hello, David, and thank you for joining us on Healing from Within. Well, hello, Cheryl. So good to be on your show and, and, and to be with your audience. Thank you. David, as listeners of Healing from Within are well aware, my guests and I share intimate insights into the nature of energetic or soul essence so that we can learn how to create thoughts, behaviors, and lifestyles that bring about well-being and a higher awareness of higher consciousness and also the duality of our lives. In knowing who we are, we are really better equipped to make choices that support health, prosperity, and a calmer, more balanced view of self and those we interact with. In today's episode of Healing from Within, David Kachari, author and motivational speaker and a member of the Evolutionary Leaders Circle, as well as or, or the origination of the Healing Chant Workshop, will share ways for an individual to become his own son, a son, and create a new world by sharing the radiance of grace, the warmth of blessing, and the gravity of courage from within their soul essence out into the world. David, I always love to ask my guests to think back to their childhood and remember themselves or a person or place or event which may have shown them or others uh, the interests or lifestyle or purpose that they might enjoy as an adult. Because I feel in the child's heart lie their journey from the very beginning. So think back for oh, a minute. Oh, that's so beautiful, Cheryl. Think back yeah. for a minute. Yeah, so for me, I grew up in Westport, Connecticut, actually. I live in Loveland, Colorado now. But I grew up in Westport on the Saugatuck River. And there was a woods on the other side. And I felt like a nature boy just running through that woods, and I felt so connected with myself, felt so connected with the natural world. And I found myself in that context. I found out who I was. And so I, I think in so many ways I've tried to, tried to recreate that experience as an adult on my life path, to find what was true of me, what, what's true of other people, and to to live out of that essence of things, even in the crazy world in which we live. So that's, that's well, the, the one that comes to mind. Yeah, you had a solid foundation 
a connection to nature and spirit and the source of your energy. So uh, that was a very good start for you. Let's go on yes. to, I, I also read in your book that you were a sensitive kid in high school. And at that time, you were watching the decline of society with drugs and political marches and the Vietnam War. And you wanted to be part of a community to create a better world. So you were already a son. You were born a son. There are different well, actually, physical types. Yeah, actually, seven body types. I studied this in an ancient type of psychology. And the way we perceive the world and the way our personality develops is typical of that personality type. You are a sun type. I am a sun type. We cannot behave in any other way than we do. Now, for some people, they're not that comfortable with a person who's a sun type. They may be a martial type. They may be, you know, a mercurial type. Uh, there's there's uh, different types. But, yes, everybody can seek this part of themselves because we have it within us. You wrote, Verbal descriptions of spiritual experiences cannot capture the wonder of them. I have no words large enough or rich enough to communicate the vision that came to me. It was not a physical vision, but nonetheless it was as lucid and as real as anything I have seen with my physical eyes. The best description I have for it is that it was of a heavenly court. Not angels exactly as we think of them, but heavenly beings with light emanating from them and all around. And in the midst of them all, there was a being of the most exquisite, overwhelming love. Now, do you remember when that happened? Oh, I do so well. And, and you know, you just uh, re reading that, it reinvokes the experience for me. So thank you for doing that. Mm hmm. Well, I've had these mystical experiences, so I do know once you have it, you never lose it. And once you have it, you know the truth of your being, and you know the truth almost of your purpose here in life. But many people do not have it. I also know that you walked away, and you went over to a, a bit of small trees and shrubbed, and just cried from the beauty of it, as I myself have done many times, so... It's beautiful. Mm. It's beautiful that you had that experience. And many people are having it also. Even living in this challenged, very hectic world right now, they just uh, are afraid to embrace it for some reason. They think they have to live mainly in the physical world. So who are we? And what does it mean to become a son? Yes. So I want to be really clear with your audience that it's spelled S-U-N and not S-O-N. The, the premise of the book is that inside us all is the diffusion and fire of the universe. And that's very literally true. In, in our atoms is atomic energy. And it's the same energy that makes the sun and stars and everything else. And that, that atomic energy within us is seeking to find expression as us, as a human being. It's seeking to come out as love into our world and enfolding love or radiant love it's seeking to come out as wisdom and light and it also is seeking to come out as the courage to be an expression of that and bring the gravity of who we are and I talk in my book about how there are qualities of the sun that are true of us the sun is warm mm. and 
we're meant to bring the warmth of the sun to other people, something warm, loving, and surrounding. We're meant to be that. And then the sun obviously brings light, and we're meant to bring the light of understanding, the light of really seeing the truth of what's happening, the truth of other people. So we're meant to do that. And the, the sun has gravity. And what's the quality of gravity? Well, the sun keeps the planets that are circling it in their orbit. So they don't go flying off into space. And for us as a human being, when we have the courage to be ourselves, we're invoking the gravity of the sun through ourselves so that what's meant to come around in our life does come around. And what's meant to be around us stays around us. So that takes courage and courage brings that kind of gravity to us as a human being yeah you know when i was in high school i went to see a show man of la mancha you know that show oh yeah oh one of my favorites yeah and i heard the song the impossible dream and i could see him on that little donkey with his courage even though people laughed at him because he wanted to go out and serve people and to be a shining bright light and that's the words of that song have played out throughout my life I think Mm -hmm. courage is a very important aspect of people like you and I who uh, seek to share this wisdom of our soul energy and, and let people know the personal power they have to create good things in their life just by their thoughts and their actions and 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 it's not possible if you're going to go into negativity and fear and denial uh, because then you're going to create more of that so courage is a very very valuable important word for me and always has been so uh, we go on to what is what is primal what is the primal bond that you yeah. talk about well, you know, primal is a, is a beautiful word. I think sometimes we equate it with primitive, and that's not really what it means. Primal simply means first. And so when I, when I speak about our primal spirituality, or I'm speaking about the spirituality that we were born with. And I believe that every human being who came into the world was born with an innate, an, uh, uh, a wired, pre-wired, hardwired spirituality. That's their primal spirituality. And then we make this attempt to become spiritual when we already are. It's just that sometimes we go to a, go to a sleep to that fact. So it's really yeah, waking yeah. up to what's already there and letting it be activated through our life pattern. Yes. You know, some people will say to me, Oh, you're living a spiritual life because you write spiritual books and you do energy healing and you're, you're an intuitive, you're a medium. And I say to them, we're all living a spiritual life. Whatever we're doing <laughs> in this right. life, we are spirit in a body at the present time, experience a physical life. But what spirit is within us, around us. And the love that you talk about, we're part of that above in the universe, and that universe is part of us. So there's no 
getting away from it. It is our natural birthright to bring into this world the goodness, the values of the universe, uh, which are compassion and love. And we think the physical world is what we have to adhere to. And the rules of the physical world are sometimes not always correct for the life path that a person is walking, because we're all walking different life, life paths, even though we're all spiritual and we're all having a spiritual experience. In, in essence, even the worst among us, who could you think of the worst among us? I don't even like to think of it. Uh, but even the worst among us who are having a terrible life are having a spiritual experience that they need to evolve and to grow beyond their fears and negativity. So, we'll go on to, this is important, what is the significance of emotional intelligence and do we necessarily develop it as we age? That's an important concept. It it certainly is, Cheryl, and I don't think it's necessarily automatic. So, you know, people reach the the ripe old age of, of 70 years old and don't always learn what life is trying to teach them, which is emotional intelligence. That that phrase has been used over the last few decades, made, made well known by Daniel Goleman, who wrote a book on the subject. But if you look at so much of what's written about emotional intelligence, it's about how you perform better or how you achieve better or how you get ahead in, in business or in your profession. And while all those things are relevant, what I think is more fundamental, what's more significant for us as human beings is how some of the things on the inside of us are going. For instance, how we're relating to the very source of energy and life within ourselves. And then how we're relating to each other as friends, how we're relating with our life partners, how we're relating with our family. All of those things have to do with emotional intelligence. And when you begin to really study it and explore it for yourself as an individual, you look around and you realize how much is happening for people at a heart level, at an emotional level, that they can't see, they don't know, and they don't understand, and they don't have a basis to understand it. And that's really sad. Yeah, you know, it is sad because we're born... We're born to refine our soul energy or our emotional intelligence. That's what a physical life is about. And it doesn't come easy. It, it, it demands consistency and self-investigation and uh, effort and, and uh, you don't just get it. It's not something that you can go into the store and purchase. You build it through all the experiences and how the choices you make as you go along. And for me, sometimes I see people, and you're right, they can be 70 years old, and they're acting like they're in high school. They haven't really matured, and they really don't understand that life is about allowing, accepting, and surrendering to all the challenges and living well and rising above and not maintaining yourself in negative emotions and fears and um, distresses which ultimately cause disease and dysfunction. So, yeah, I, I, I liked your description of that very well. And it is important people know they have to work at this. This is not something 
that you just say, I want it because you see someone else has already developed it or is continuing to develop it. It's something you will continue all the days of this life and lives beyond this life. But that's really great to hear. Now, you also talk, since we're talking about this, of a dark cloud that hangs over humanity. And uh, this is part... You need to be aware of this in order to grow your own emotional intelligence and soul essence. So tell us something of the dark cloud. Yeah, yeah. well, for sure. So I think we're all aware, living in the world as it is, mm-hmm. that there is darkened understanding that's present in the world and, and even you know, cruel intention. And there's an energy to that. There's an energy, and that energy, if we're not careful, invades our own psyche. So I think we have to get really clear that we don't want to be tuning into that and buying into it as an energy. Yeah, it's present. There is that that dark cloud of energy and, and awareness that's present in the world, shared by so many. But we ourselves have to uh, be a clear island of a vision for our own lives and for the world in the middle of all that, not buying into all that darkness. Absolutely. Being there, being the sun. We can see it. We can feel it, but we don't have to accept it, and we need to give out an energy that repels it. It is the collective uh, negative side of collective karma, and spirit above, too, (laughs) in the beyond or whatever we think of as an afterlife or where the souls go when they depart this physical life. Uh, There are different energies, right? And so they're around us all the time. Uh, But we need to protect from that, as you're just saying. And you wrote something here. I like this very much. There is the legacy of our spiritual ancestors, men and women of true integrity down through the ages, who have refused to live out of the human energy field as it has been there have been people in every generation who have said no I'm going to make a difference in my life I'm going to generate a cloud that carries the positive creative energy which is the most real thing about me living out of that cloud brings something glorious in living something that brings fulfillment that's a very important word you might say that discovering this cloud reveals the qualities the ancestors wrote about referred to as glory brilliance splendor magnificence and majesty and that's what I was looking for in the impossible dream. It comes right. from the universe and the universal laws of energy, which are the highest values of life. And 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 you wrote that, and I I think that's wonderful. So it's important yeah. to to seek that within yourself. Absolutely. Let, yeah. Let's go on to. Uh, describe your own experience of becoming a son, S-U-N. I, I didn't say that at the beginning because I assume people would know, but but I do have a story that's very interesting about the, the play of words, son, S-U-N, and son, S-O-N. One, one day years ago, one of my daughter's friends was pregnant with twins. She already had a set of twin girls, and she was pregnant, and as an intuitive she asked me to do a reading for her, and I said she was going to have twin boys. 
One would be the sun, S-U-N, and one would be the sun, S-O-N. And to me that meant one was going to be of the light and the energy of spirit to be doing what you and I are doing. And one was going to be the sun of the physical world. And that's how I saw it then. So describe your own experience of becoming a son and how being a son makes life truly miraculous. Yeah, well, I mean, there's so many experiences that I can think of. You know, you shared one, which was an awakening experience for me. I think true life, like so many people, uh, I, I've run into challenges and difficulties. I've had a, a, a windy life path, as so many of us have. And, you know, the thing about the sun is that, you know, it's said in the Bible that it shines on the just and the unjust, meaning that the sun keeps shining, and there, it could be a cloudy day, but the sun doesn't stop shining. Right. And what I've learned to embrace is that I have something to express and give in my life and the expression and the giving of that can't be dependent on whether I'm having a bad day or whether somebody said a mean word to me or whether I've had some kind of setback. That, that um, I know fulfillment and happiness in my life when, no matter what happens, I keep coming back to that radiant quality of the sun that's within me and keep giving that out. And that's So that's been my life, and it's taken me on many adventures and and take me to this place where I live now, which is a conference and retreat center in Loveland, Colorado, called Sunrise Ranch, where I offer courses and uh, all kinds of trainings that, that are about assisting people to become a son. That's wonderful. That's, that's lovely. And you also talk about the power of the words we use, part of the music of what we communicate to others, and body language, how um, being an effective person is about listening to another person because you're actually giving them oxygen. Um, so you talk about prayer and distant healing. Do you do healing work? I do. I'm, a, I'm about to offer a one-day attunement training here on Saturday at Sunrise Ranch, which is uh, an, it's an introduction to attunement, which that's is a, an energy medicine, yeah, energy I, medicine practice. That's wonderful. Energy medicine, distant healing. You know, as a Reiki energy healing, I remember many, many years ago when I was told about distant healing, I, I couldn't grasp the concept but we are energy, and energy is everywhere, and energy flows through us. So, of course, if we want to send energy to another person across the country or in Hawaii, it's going to work. And I have done a lot of distant healing work. I've seen miracles with people with brain bleeds in California, people who have survived burns, eye surgery, uh, people who uh, have had cancer. Uh, it won't always cure it the way we want physically because healing is more than just physical it's spiritual emotional as we were talking about earlier and uh it will do what the soul needs so yes it can work on a physical level also so i like that you wrote that now let's go on to what is enlightened thinking 
Many people don't know what to think about that. Yes. Well, I think, uh, you know, that word enlightenment carries all kinds of ideas for people. But actually, I think it's, it's simple. An enlightened thought is a true thought about what is possible. And what is possible may not yet be in your life or in the world, but if, if you can think it, and it's a true thought, it's a possibility of that happening. And if you never think the thought, it probably won't ever happen. So you have to be able to think that enlightened thought, to have a life that is full of happiness and fulfillment. Because as long as all you can see and all you can think about are the things that are presently in your life, that's then all you'll how have, is something right. new going to be born? Right. You, that's all you'll have. You have to have, have yep. a new thought of what's possible and what you would like to experience. But I think of enlightened in the way of becoming a son. Because enlightened, like the sun, is full of love and energy and brightness and warmth. So maybe enlightened thinking is good thinking, fair-minded, just thinking, like the sun. I never thought about that before, but in talking to you today, it it feels like just nice to think of it that way. What would you like readers to take away with them after reading Becoming a Son? I would like them to take away a courage to see what is happening in your own heart, to the courage to see what, what has gotten closed down for you, and then the courage to open it up to love again if you've stopped loving, to live again if you've stopped living, and to access that power of love that's within you that is right at the very core of your soul, as it is for all of us. Yes. And then to, to just let it out and live. Yeah, beautifully said. I want to thank you, David Kacheri, for a delightfully sensitive story of recognizing that we all are the sun and need to find how to let it shine its beauty and brightness into the world if we're not doing it already. In knowing more intuitively of our soul life, we may manage to deal with the physical world in kinder and more loving ways for soul growth and refinement and a pathway to bring heaven to earth, simply allowing the best in each of us to shine bright into the world with greater love, compassion, and goodness. To read more about the path to becoming a son, go to davidkacheri.com. In summarizing today's episode of Healing from Within, we have explored the mystery of our own humanity to begin to notice what is happening within so we can allow the events of life to fill our conscious space in a more truly integrated way. We have talked about, well, actually, it's in uh, David's book, the four cosmic forces which are embodied by individual human beings. And we have started to think of how life may change if we brought an atmosphere of understanding to our whole human condition so we can see the beauty of our complete being and then allow the sun or infinite compassion to illuminate our atmosphere 
or energy field and create a new understanding of ourselves and the world. We have come to know from David's words that people are precious and the lives of all those who came before us matter. All they did that lets us be here the way we are now, matters. If any of our ancestors did not live their lives, we could not be here as we are now. So we have learned that the infinite and eternal are not just energized stuff. They are not just energy and matter. They are universal being embodied in human form. David wrote, Just as a cloudy night obscures the light of the stars, clouds in our consciousness can obscure the infinite and the eternal. Worries about the future can dominate thoughts and feelings. Grief about the past can haunt people and anger can consume them. Because of these clouds in consciousness, people can lose touch with the vastness around them and feel trapped in their immediate surroundings. They can forget their connections with the vast reality. David and I would have you open your mind and heart to the whispers and visions of higher self and in meditation, prayer, in the silence of the day or night, have a mystical, magical experience that reminds you of your connection to universal being and the birthright of infinite possibility, which is your gift to share and enjoy all the days of your physical life and beyond. I am Cheryl Glick, host of Healing from Within, author, medium, and intuitive healer, who invites you to visit my website, CherylGlick.com, to read about and listen to the visionaries, spiritualists, scientists, medical professionals, psychologists, energy workers, and educators share a metaphysical view of universal energy and life to awaken the divine that lives within you and seeks a way to bring beauty, healing, and happiness into the human condition. So what seemed impossible in mind only comes to be. Shows may also be heard on webtalkradio.net and dreamvision7radio.com. Thank you.